Now it's time for the Fan Zone. Brought to you by attorney Greg Francis of Osborne & Francis Law Firm. Right here on ESPN 580 Orlando. Bring them out, bring them out, bring them out, bring them out. It's hard to yell when the bat rails in your mouth. Woo! Bring them out, bring them out. 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 Welcome to another edition of the Fan Zone, presented by attorney Greg Francis of Osborne and Francis Law. Chris Crawford and Sam Albuquerque with you every Saturday here from 10 a.m. to 11 a.m. Broadcasting live from the VictoryCasinoCruises.com studio, home of the only legal sports book in Central Florida. If you want to join us here on the show today, you can at 844-225-5580-844-225-5580. Again, the show is presented by attorney Greg Francis of Osborne and Francis Law. You can go to realtoughlawyers.com if you've got any legal problems. That's realtoughlawyers.com or you can go to 407-655-3333. Give them a call, 407-655-3333. Got a great show planned out for you today. We're going to uh, kick things off a little magic basketball. We'll talk a little NBA trade deadline. The XFL starts today. Big trade in baseball as well this week. And the return of something I love from the 90s. We're going to get to all of that today on the show. But of course, first, we have to start with the Orlando Magic and them staying pat at the trade deadline. The Magic, well, I mean, they didn't stand pat, I guess. They traded for James Ennis, who I think 90% of the people out there said who when that trade went through. I think James Ennis is the definition of staying pat. Like yes. he's, the, he's the player version of that of just of that of just, statement. Yeah, yeah, just that just statement. Yeah. Uh, it's, he's a, he's it would a, be better if his name was Pat, though. Yes, he is another wing player who shoots less than 35% from three, who is long and lanky. He plays hard, though. He plays hard, which, again, is another guy that the Magic, it's just what every Magic player does. So uh, it's going to be interesting to see how he fits tonight. Uh, Magic face the Bucks at 5 o'clock. I imagine that we'll see him getting some minutes. This is basically a replacement for Al Camino. Like this is your this is your Al Frucamino 2.0 essentially. Yeah, a little worse of a player, but similar things. Yeah, worse of a player, but younger of a player. So not you know Al Fruc was a little slow out Cheaper there. Cheaper of a player. Cheaper that's, of a that's player the as actual well. thing here. Um, so that was the move there, and I I think that a lot of ma- Magic fans were very 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 upset. Uh, at least from what I gauge, I think most Magic fans out there really wanted a splash at the deadline. If you have thoughts on the magic trade or what you wish the magic had done or what you want the magic to do going forward, you can give us a call right now. 844-225-5580. 844-225-5580. Or you can hit us up on the text line. 21232. Numbers 21232. Your thoughts on the magic move at the trade deadline. Uh, you know, we can pull the Nikki football and do uh, your the magic trading for James Ennis was blank. Fill in the blank. 844-225-5580. Is that Nikki Football's? I feel like that's PTI's. And then we just took it. Is it? Maybe not. Uh, maybe PTI's it is. been playing that game forever. Have they? The fill oh, okay. in the blank. The fill in the blank? Yeah. Well, so, yeah. All right. Well, I'm going to give it to Nikki Football because it's our station. Um, yeah, Nikki Football's way better than Mike Wilbon and Tony Kornheiser. Yes. Exactly yes. what you said, right? Exactly yep. what I said. <laughs> so, here's the thing, Magic fans, all right? I think we all need to take a step back and calm down a little bit because just set this team was in a playoff drought. It, it, this is, this is what's frustrating for me. At least this team was in a playoff drought for seven years. They did not make the playoffs for seven years. Last year, they made the playoffs in the eight seed played the Toronto Raptors 
Was it the eight? They were the eight or the seven last year? It was the eight, right? Seven, I think. Was actually. it the seven last, yeah, last year? Yeah, because the number one two was Milwaukee. Yeah, that's right. And we yeah, got so, Toronto with the two. That's right, yeah. So, yes, you're right. So, the, the Pistons were the uh, eight seed. So, they made it as the seven seed last year. Play the Toronto Raptors. Win the first game in that series, which I don't think anyone expected us to do. And then went on to lose the next four. But that was a good year for the Magic. Everyone was very happy. Everyone was very excited. They made the playoffs, the seven seed. And now, for some reason, this year, everyone is extremely upset with this team again. Like, and and I, don't, I don't understand it. All everyone did, all I heard... For the last seven years before last year was, oh, the Magic are living in just the the, del- the doldrums of the NBA. They suck. They're not trying to do anything good. They make horrible trades, this, that, yada, yada, yada. Then last season, they make the trade for Mark L. Fultz. Everyone is excited. They make the seventh seed. Everyone's excited. Coming into this year, everyone's excited. Mark L. Fultz playing great, much better than I think a lot of us anticipated him to play off the bat. But all of a sudden, as the year has gone on, Magic fans have got more and more upset as if they were expecting this team to be a four seed in the Eastern Conference. They're not a four seed. And it's like they all forgot that Jonathan Isaac is hurt and not playing for this team. Where if he was, they would be right up there probably with the Brooklyn Nets. I mean, they're only one game back of the Brooklyn Nets. I think they'd be better than the Brooklyn Nets. They'd probably be a lot closer to 500 if Jonathan Isaac was here. But he's not. And for some reason, Magic fans are out there saying, well, this is ridiculous. They should be making moves at the deadline. We're, we need to be competing to win right now. We should be making massive moves at this deadline. Why aren't we going? Why, why didn't we get D'Angelo Russell? And, and I, I don't understand it. I don't understand it. Because this team is still in the eighth spot. They're going to make the playoffs still. Like, like you realize that the Washington Wizards are still three games back of the Orlando Magic. The Orlando Magic have lost nine of their last 11 games, seven of eight, and they're still in the eighth seed. They're going to make the playoffs, people. They're going to make the playoffs, and I don't know what Magic fans out there want. Are you guys upset that they're going to make the playoffs, which I'm not upset about at all. This is what we were asking for for the seven years before last year was a team that could consistently appear in the playoffs, and albeit they're playing in the eighth seed, but again, they're making the eighth seed without who I think is their best player in Jonathan Isaac. Their best all-around player on this team. And are you, do you disagree? Do you, do you think it's not Jonathan Isaac, Sam? I mean, he's definitely the best defender, and he does enough offensively to be in that conversation. And the other players are similar. Like, Vooch is the best offensive player, but defensively, he's kind of a liability. Right. So if you say best overall player, I think he's the most impactful player on this team. Right, and he yeah. affects the most just because what you can do with him on an end. And he's not a liability right. offensively. So I, would, I, would, I think I would agree with you, yeah. And the fact that he's not playing and they're still competing and still holding on to that eighth seed... I mean, the Wizards aren't trying to win. The Bulls aren't trying to win. The Detroit Pistons are no longer trying to win. The Hornets are not trying to win. The Knicks are not trying to win, except against us the other night. The Hawks are not trying to win. And the Cleveland Cavaliers, I don't know what they're doing, but they only have 13 wins, so I'm not worried about them. I think they just they just think it's 1974. Yeah, they just, yeah they're just loading like, just up on centers and centers, power forwards. Yeah. But so, so my... I'm just, I'm just, I guess I'm just a little confused as to why Magic fans are so upset with this team in the front office. I mean, you look at, you look at, you like, let's flash back to three, four years ago with the Rob Hennigan era. What was he doing? Wheeling and dealing. Any trade that came his way that looked somewhat appetizing, he jumped all over. Remember Ursan Ilyasova and Brandon Jennings? 
Remember, yeah. remember Serge Ibaka? Would you rather the Magic at this past deadline be reaching out and trying to get those kind of players? Would you have liked the Magic to trade for an Andre Drummond? Let's let's talk about who just who Rob Hennigan moved in those deals. Tobias Harris, who we know what he is, but he's still got a max deal for Philly. Yep. We're talking about Victor Oladipo, who became an All Star. We're talking about Demontis Sabonis, who, who was that first round pick All Star this also year. Also an All Star for one year or two years of Serge Ibaka. One year, one of, year of Serge Ur- Ibaka. One year of Serge Ibaka. One year of Ursani Lisova, and one year of Brandon Jennings, and no picks and nothing. So, so th- that's you can why... be critical of this front office, and I more than anybody am. Well, meanwhile, look at who this front office has brought yeah. in. But, but Markel Fultz for nothing. But I am happy about this front office. I am happy that they're in place. Do I think that they don't take enough risk? Sure, but also like it's look all, at the no, risk that Hennigan's taking. No, no, yeah. no. We can't. No, that's what I'm so frustrated about. You can't you can't take risks all the time. No, no, I don't think you should take risks all the time. My risk is a calculated risk similar to the Markel deal. If what, there's one to be had, if there, take but, it. But that's what I mean. There wasn't one to be had. That's there fair. was nothing that's out there. Fair. Kelly Oubre was the one who was rumored, and the offer wasn't there. I imagine that Phoenix wanted a Mo Bamba in that deal. They wanted some young assets to yeah. go in that deal. They probably wanted Mo, a draft pick, most likely a first rounder, and an Evan Fournier or an Aaron Gordon. And that's too much for Kelly. No, Oubre. Yeah, you don't make that trade. If if the trade is a first rounder in Evan for Kelly, I would do it all day. But if you're asking for Mo, if you're asking for for Aaron instead of Evan, you yeah, don't, you do, don't it. do it. And then, I think I, I do know. Like I think Mark Stein reported that the Magic made an offer, so there was an offer on the table. Right. I don't know what it was. We don't know what it was. But if it was if it was Mo Bamba was the deal breaker, I'm okay with that. And that's and that's I think where we agree. At least this Magic team is talking about taking calculated risks. Right. They're not going to overreach their bounds to just make a trade because you, the fans out there, are screaming and yelling about a trade because for some reason you're unhappy with the fact that the team is in the eighth seed. It doesn't make any sense to me. Eight four four two two five 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 eight zero. Go ahead, give us a call. Give us your thoughts on the Magic's trade deadline moves and what you think of this team going forward. Eight four four. Two two five 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 eight zero eight four four two two five 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 eight zero. You're listening to the Fan Zone presented by Attorney Greg Francis of Osborne and Francis Law. You can go online realtoughlawyers.com, check him out there, or any legal problems and you want to set up an appointment with them, give him a call four zero seven six five five three 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 four zero seven six five five three 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 three. We'll talk more magic. I'll give you a magic guarantee. That's coming up next on the Fan Zone on ESPN five eighty Orlando. A Western Conference tale of two dynasties. One with their floor general sidelined until March. The curryless warriors are fading from the spotlight. The other, a king in his court thrown directly into the spotlight after a legend is lost in L.A. You know, we got to continue to push forward. Um, that's what he wants to do. The Lakers and Warriors tonight beginning at 8 on ESPN 580 and FM 96.5 HD2. If you have a specific medical problem, you call a specialist. Broken leg? Call an orthopedist. Cataracts? Call an ophthalmologist. At Premier Men's Medical Center, our doctors specialize in ED and PE. Listen to Dr. Schwartz, a renowned expert in men's health. I'm Dr. Schwartz. If you're experiencing ED or PE, Premier Men's Medical Center has custom blended medications to help you last longer in the bedroom, regardless of age or past medical history with no pain or surgery. In fact, you'll see results right in the office, guaranteed, or your exam is free. Patients are now lasting 30, 60, 90 minutes or longer. And best of all, the treatments are affordable. Men, if Viagra, Cialis, or Levitra have let you down, call Premier Men's Medical Center for a private consultation with our highly skilled physicians. Call 407-270-3940. 
407-270-3940. That's 407-270-3940. Where can you get your oil change for under $13? Right now, only at Naples and Kissimmee or Claremont. Buy one oil change for $49.95 and get three more for free. That's less than $13 in oil change. We service all makes and models. We dare you to compare. Plus, get a tire rotation for only $4.95 for the purchase of any service during this special event. Napleton, Kissimmee, or Claremont will beat anybody's price on any service. We guarantee it. Visit us online to make your appointment today at NapletonCJD.com. See for full program details. Garage door issues? Ace Garage Door. Quick, high-quality garage doors and repairs at reasonable prices. Same-day service. Ace Garage Door. Your one-stop for everything garage doors. Ace Garage Door and Opener. Visit AceGarageDoorOrlando.com. That's AceGarageDoorOrlando.com. Whether it's on AM 580, FM 96.5 HD2, Alexa, or Google Home, we are everywhere you hear audio. ESPN 580 Orlando. Orlando's home for the biggest events in sports. Now back to the Fan Zone, brought to you by attorney Greg Francis of Osborne and Francis Law Firm, right here on ESPN 580 Orlando. The best thing that I've learned today, and it's only 10-15, so maybe, maybe I got a big day ahead of me. Um, only the, go down from here, buddy. Yeah, or it could only go down from here. Um, the Houston Astros sign stealing saga has a new interesting development. And at least from my perspective, it does uh, a report came out in the wall street journal uh, yesterday that the front office is the one that laid the groundwork for the sign stealing uh, program. I guess you could say it was called code breaker as if like, this is a Jason Bourne movie. Yeah. Like they put a tag on it. Code but breaker. It, it kind of works because when you hear these military names of operations, they're always kind of weird and yeah. make sense for real life. So right. something in real life has to be as intense as military. Right. What, was the, what was the, it was the tread, treadstone, tread, yeah. treadstone and, and Jason Bourne. That something was the whole like thing. That, yeah. Um, but here's the most interesting part, at least in my perspective, um, the whole thing, the whole scheme was thought up by an intern. In the 2016 season, it was introduced by an intern. So some intern walked into that front office and was what? Like, an, I don't know where he was interning with in the front office. But Yeah, that's the funny question. He was like in marketing. Like, well, yeah, was he in marketing? He just walks in one day to a meeting with the whole front office. and was like, hey, guys, I have an idea. We should cheat. And everyone around the table was like, well, yeah, that's not a bad idea. We never thought about that. Yeah, we're over here with integrity and whatnot. Yeah, and an intern, some, intern, some millennial jumps in and says, hey, I got an easier way to do this. Cheating. Um, but yeah, they logged it all in a spreadsheet. It was a very, very in-depth, uh, I bet you he's proficient at Microsoft Excel. He's ve- yeah. Oh yeah. I'm sure he's very pr- proficient. You but- think you could put that on a resume? It's like created an entire cheating scandal that won a world series. I would put that yeah, under I feel as long as you're working outside of yeah, baseball. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah I like think- I feel like fortune 500 companies would eat that up. Yeah. Somebody out like, like a Mark Cuban would sign, would, would hire that guy and be like, yeah, I want that. That's the, that's the next Not in basketball great brain trust. But yeah. for, for, for whatever, for whatever, just to em- use enterprises he has. Yeah. You listen to the fan zone, Chris Crawford and Sam Albuquerque with you. It's presented by attorney Greg Francis of Osborne and Francis law, 407-655-3333. Any legal problems, give him a call or check out real tough lawyers. Dot com talking about the magic in that first segment and how I just think the fans are kind of getting impatient with uh, this magic team that just made the playoffs last last year is in the driver's seat to make the playoffs this year. But let's go ahead and listen to a fan. We got AJ calling in from Melbourne. AJ, you are on the fan zone. What's going on? Good morning. Hey, so 
I'm a casual Magic fan. I'm not crazy Magic fan, but my I, I guess I'm frustrated with the team that fought so hard to get out of the bottom half of the league last year and get to the middle of the league, at least mediocrity of the league, and they seem to be regressing for what they built on last year. And it, it, what I would like to have seen, not a rebuild, uh, because there's no need for that, but the team has no offensive punch. Nobody's afraid of this team scoring on them. And they're going to, and then all the teams that you listed, as you said, are trying to lose. The magic aren't trying to lose. They're trying to win. And if you get a team that made the seventh seed last year, you would think that they would want to build on that and not regress, which they seemingly are doing and not to do anything here to maybe give some an injection of life or get players thinking that they're not untouchable, I, I think is 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 wrong of the of the franchise. I'm not. They're not at the level where they have two superstars in this day and age where players collude to go win somewhere. But they surely can go out and get some inject some life into a team that needs offense and and a, and a loyal fan base that keeps showing up year after year. That that's just my opinion on. The, Frustration, not hatred. Frustration. Right, but but be- before the John- see a team win. Before the Jonathan Isaac injury, this team was winning and they were showing progress from last year. They weren't regressing until they lost Jonathan Isaac, who is clearly a huge piece of this team. So I think that, yes, you're right. It, it is upsetting to see them not necessarily doing as well as last year. But you have to take into account the Jonathan Isaac injury. And I think they, the Magic organization looks at where they were in the direction they were going before the injury. And they're sitting there thinking, okay, we were on the right path. We were doing pretty good. There's no need for us to blow this whole thing up just because all of a sudden, now once a player gets hurt, one of our young stars gets hurt that we need to fill his void and, and sacrifice some of our other young core that we like and are comfortable around just to get back to where we were before that injury. I think you see teams try to do that way too often in the league when they see a player get hurt. You know, these middle-tier teams, when a player gets hurt and they try to go out and fill that void as soon as possible because they think, oh, no, we got to get back up there. But when you have a core like the Magic does filled with young players that are building towards something to the future, you got to stay on that path and stay on that track. And I think going out and trading for, you know, somebody new and sacrificing some of those young assets that you like and are trying to build around hurts the long-term progression of this team. You are trying to put a Band-Aid on something that will keep coming back because that's how injuries work, and rather than just trying to stick with it and perform, I guess, like surgery in this sense and fix it for the long term. Like, you're just trying to patch these holes up by going out and yeah, trading. Yeah, patch holes up that will patch themselves up. That will patch themselves up. Yeah, yeah exactly. And like, that's what Weltman said yesterday in the in the interview with Scotty. He was like, specifically said, when we look at a trade deadline, we look for next year and the year after and how it develops. And essentially, we're just down that position. Al Farouk and, and Jonathan are yeah. going to come back. So why trade assets now to fill a void that we're going to fill in a year from now, yeah. when they, whenever they come back from injury? Appreciate you calling in, AJ. Good call. If you want to call in, you can. 844 225 5580 I do agree that more offense is needed. And I will say that if I do have one criticism of this front office, it was that, that, you know, the Alec Burks and the Glenn Robinson, the third trade was out there for a bunch of second rounders and Weltman never has. He's always traded those second round picks. And my only issue is why didn't you try to go out after the, those guys? You know, like if there's one thing that we've seen over the magic in the last few games, especially the Celtics and the Knicks game is that around the 
two and a half, three minute mark of those games, the offense has just died. It's hit, a, it's run into a wall and it has fallen apart. Yeah, no, I agree with you. And I think there was also deals to be made for guys like Amari Spellman, who I think is a, is a good young asset. And and like you're saying, this Magic team definitely needs offense, but it's not the way that Weltman and Hammond have built this team. They're defensive, their length. The, the coach, Steve Clifford, implements a defensive discipline. They draft for length and defensive identity. So as much frustration as it is to watch that, that offense, this, that's not what this team's built for. No. And, and Magic fans, I, I'm sorry, but you're going to have to get used to the fact that your only offensive dynamic player are Terrence Ross and Markel Fultz. Yeah. The rest of them are going to play defense, and they'll do a little bit on offense. And some of them are even liabilities on offense. But this team is built to play D. Yeah, there, there's a reason that the Orlando Magic are second to last in the Eastern Conference in points for and first in the Eastern Conference in points against. It's because they are built on defense. They're actually first in the entire NBA in points against. And as far as points per game go, I think they are second to last in the whole NBA. So that's what this team has built. That's how this team is built. But you do like, I I do think that you need some more shooters on this team yeah. to just kind of be able to do that. And that's what an Alec Burks yeah, or that's what a Glenn Evan Robinson the third. For like Clay Thompson. I'd be great. Yeah, that would, that would be awesome. That would be soup. Yeah. Or Bradley Beal yeah, or yeah, Brad CJ McCollum. Yeah. A guy who plays guys. a little defense, but can shoot yeah. too, just a little bit. But I, I think that would be my lone criticism of this magic team. And also while we're on the topic of what they've been doing recently, this, this stretch where they've lost nine of 11, it it has also been very frustrating. It has, it's been kind of rough to go through and it it has been a, a long road over the last 11 games. But here's the thing they're winning outside of the Knicks game, which was absolutely should have been a win. Even though it was a back-to-back still should have been, even though it was a back-to-back on the road, the Knicks had no three point shooting. They had just traded away. Marcus Morris. Like that was a game you had to get. And it's frustrating that they didn't get it. But other than that, you know, all those losses in those last, the nine losses, the other eight losses, I should say the thunder, which was a home game coming off of a giant West coast swing. You played five games on the West Coast and then had to play at Charlotte in the sixth game, had one day off, and then had to face the, the Thunder. That is a schedule loss if I've ever seen one. Again, again, also the Thunder, though, are a very are a good Western Conference team. Yeah, I think they're Chris sitting Paul, in the sixth seed. I, I guess in the West. we just all forgot Chris Paul is good at basketball. Like he's I good. didn't. I didn't. I am a champion of Chris Paul, and I have been for my whole entire life. And that boy's shaking play. And it's incredible how much better Chris Paul is now that he doesn't have to deal with Mr. Dribble the basketball over there in Houston. Also, like, this is the first normal team Chris Paul's been on since he was in Oklahoma, not Oklahoma City, not the, th- not the Thunder, but the Hornets. Yes. Uh, there's, yeah, they're, and they're sitting in the sixth seed. So that was the scheduled loss there. Then you got the Celtics loss, Clippers, that's a loss, at the Heat, home against the Heat. Maybe one of those you could have surprised him, but this Heat team is playing really good basketball, and I'm not going to complain about two losses to the Heat as much as I'd love to beat the Heat. Then you beat the Hornets, which in Charlotte you expect to do. You know, that was the second time you played them in Charlotte in the last week. You picked up good wins both times you played them. So at least they're beating the teams they should there. Then at the Celtics, not really expecting to win that game. And then at the Knicks, that's the one you should have got. And then tonight, they're going to play the Bucks, And I think we all know what's going to happen there. But outside of that Knicks game, they're winning the games that they should win. This was one of their hardest stretches of the season. Things really start to lighten up. Going forward for the Magic after they play the Bucks tonight, they've got Atlanta, Detroit, then they've got Dallas, which you know who knows what'll happen if Luca's yeah, ready the, by, by that's after or the All Star break. Too. Or Chris I think he broke too. his nose. Yep, I imagine they'll both be back though. That's after the All Star break, but you know you've got a lot of winnable games the remaining half of the season. Like you don't play 
as many difficult opponents going through the rest of the year. So there are some opportunities to pick up wins the rest of the season. This was just a very hard stretch of games to go through there. And unfortunately, though, for the Magic, we did learn yesterday on ESPN Afternoons with Scott Inez that Jonathan Isaac is out for the rest of the year. He, uh, in speaking to Scott Inez, Jeff Weltman yesterday, kind of snuck it in there, just kind of was just casually tossed it in A little part of me thinks he didn't mean to say it because when Scotty followed up on it, he was like, oh, crap, I shouldn't have said this. Go ahead and play the cut because, yeah, I I agree. When I first heard this, I was like, I don't don't think he he wanted to say that. I think he had a little slip up. Um, You know, that's something that we we always continue to monitor and tweak, and it's not just those two. It's it's any combination of our players. How does it all fit together? You know, uh, obviously that's a higher profile one, but you know, the fact is we're not able to assess that very closely right now because Jonathan's gone for the year. So, yeah, yeah, just, just Jonathan's, just, just Jonathan's gone. gone for the I, year. I think Scotty just asked him, like, how do you work Aaron Gordon and Jonathan Isaac on the same court? Yeah. It's like, oh, that's a, a, a question for the coaches. And then he just lightly threw that in. Yeah. And then Scott did follow up and he and he did follow up uh, as Scott because he's good at his job. You said someone says that, you know, you're like, wait, hold up, hold up. Cause that had, hasn't been officially announced yet. Yeah. Everyone, he looked at me after the, whole, the interview and was like, did we know Jonathan was out? No, year? the whole, the whole thought was that he would be reevaluated in what was it? Four to six weeks or something like that after the initial injury. But I, maybe he's already been reevaluated and that hasn't come out, but Scott did follow up with him. Yeah. Is that a definite Jeff that uh, Jonathan Isaac will be gone for the rest of the season? Pretty much. Uh, yeah, I, I never want to say, you know, yeah. a thousand percent, but, um, yeah. I think, I think, you know, we're not expecting him back, put it that way. And if, mm-hmm. if we're pleasantly surprised, so be it. Kind of walked it back a little bit, you know, you not, see not how a long thousand percent. Yeah. I was there for well, that yeah, whole interview was, and, I, yeah, and the, I was recording it. He did not take that long of a pause the entire time. And the, and you could hear it in like the, the, yeah, like it, he, he realized like, ah, I was not, uh, we, we had not disclosed that yet. Um, so that that is very interesting that Jonathan Isaac is indeed out for the rest of the year. So that's and that's you got a plan going forward. I think the Magic knew that going into the trade deadline, and they kind of looked and they're like, "Look, you know, we don't we don't need to reach out and try and make any big splash major deals happen." I mean, look, you want an, another team that has jumped at every opportunity to make a trade at the trade deadline? It's the Detroit Pistons. How has that worked out for the Detroit Pistons? Please, they please. got Tobias Harris that one time. They got Tobias Harris that one time, but other than that. They're sitting in the Eastern Conference right now with 19 wins. They're four games behind the Orlando Magic, and they just traded away Andre Drummond and got nothing back in return. John Henson's okay. They got nothing back in return. And would you rather be in the position of the Detroit Pistons, or would you rather be in the position of the Orlando Magic, where they still have Jonathan Isaac, they still have Aaron Gordon, they still have Vucevic, they still have Terrence Ross, they still have their key players. Also, who we haven't mentioned who has been out this whole time, too, during this stretch, is DJ Augustine, a guy who is the guy who would bring that extra bit of scoring and offense and playmaking ability off of the bench. This team is going to be just fine, guys. My magic guarantee that I teased before the break... They're going to make the playoffs, whether it's going to be the seven seed or the eight seed. I don't know because the Brooklyn Nets aren't very good. Even with Kyrie Irving back, we're only well, two I th- games I back. I think they're the worse with Kyrie. They're to be honest, with, like yeah. Spencer is a good point guard and he's he keeps that team together. And Kyrie, I, f- I feel like we saw it in Boston and I think we're starting to see it now in Brooklyn where he's just a jerk. Yeah, he is. And we're two games back of them. So, you know, like either either you can you can you can be moany and, and whiny about the Orlando Magic, be upset that they're sitting in the eighth seed, or you can be happy that this team is going to make the playoffs for the second straight year after not making the playoffs for seven 
straight years. And I get it. Everyone's upset. Oh, it's the eight seed, though. We're going to lose in the first round. Who the hell cares? At least we're competing for something. Because for the last seven years when you weren't competing for anything and you were in the basement of the NBA, you guys were miserable. I was miserable. Magic fans were miserable. It was a miserable time. We are in the playoffs. We are a playoff team. There are only eight teams in the Eastern Conference. I get to say that. And you are one of them. So I think that people need to get excited about the rest of this year because if you're not excited about it, what's the team got to be excited about? Get Amway excited. Like, let's just enjoy this. Let's enjoy the ride. Jonathan Isaac's going to be back next year. You still control Markel Fultz next year. Ross will be back next year. Vooch will be back next year. Aaron Gordon will be back next year. You still have all your good core young pieces. We got Chuma Okiki. Hasn't played a game yet. Our first round draft pick. Hasn't even signed his contract yet. Hasn't even yet. signed his contract That's yet. how good this front office is. That's how is. good the front office is. You could have had a guy under contract all year this year. Instead, they basically gave him a red shirt year, which you never see happen. Hardly ever do you see something like this happen in the NBA. And they were able to do that because guess what? Now you control Chumo Kiki for four years. And he's already been in the league essentially for a year. He's going to rehab with the team. He's going to practice with the team. I think. I don't know how that works, actually. I think he's on a two-way, so he can play. So, yeah. He can play with the senior team for, for a certain amount of right. days. So, it, like, we got a lot to look forward to. That's a Nikki football it. question, I get though. it. I get it. It sucks that, you know, Jonathan Isaac got hurt, and, and you know, the, the season started out better. It's kind of falling apart now a little bit, but we're still going to be the eighth seed, and they still got a good young core that's sticking together, and I think it's a lot better than blowing it up and jumping at every trade opportunity that you get, a la Brooklyn Nets. Or, I mean, Detroit Pistons. 844-225. 5580, you listen to the fan zone presented by attorney Greg Francis of Osborne and Francis Law. Any legal problems you got, go to realtoughlawyers.com. Chris Crawford and Sam Albuquerque with you here on this Saturday, and we are going to give you them hots and them colds. Coming up next. It's happening now. International Diamond Center's most spectacular Valentine's offer ever. Now through the 14th, when you buy any jewelry at IDC for $99 or more, you'll get a free box of chocolates from Maitland Chocolate Factory, a free dozen roses, and a free romantic dinner for one of the fabulous Talk of the Town restaurants. Think about it. Chocolates, dinner, and roses. All free when you spend just $99 or more. Guys, you can't miss out on this no-brainer of a deal. Plus, IDC has put together a remarkable collection of affordable Valentine's jewelry. Rings, bands, earrings, bracelets so much to choose from including all the popular new diamond pendants like you've seen on TV with better quality diamonds for less than the national chain store prices and listen if you're getting engaged you can get 36 months zero interest financing on all loose diamonds engagement rings and wedding bands three years zero interest she deserves the best and the best is at IDC with the most romantic gifts plus a dozen roses candies from Maitland and dinner at a talk of the town restaurant at no charge exclusively at International Diamond Center for Orlando locations Men, are the effects of hypertension, diabetes, or prostate cancer preventing you from having a satisfying love life? In just one visit, the doctors at Premier Men's Medical Center can help you overcome ED or PE to regain your confidence and have you last longer in the bedroom. Name brand pills don't work for many men and can have serious side effects. The highly skilled physicians at Premier Men's Medical Center provide custom blended medications that are safe, effective, and work immediately, regardless of your medical history or age. You'll see results on your first visit, guaranteed, or your consultation is free. So if you have problems in the bedroom, 
Call now for a private consultation. One call, one visit, one simple solution to regain your love life. Call Premier Men's Medical Center now at 407-270-3940. 407-270-3940. That's 407-270-3940. I've rodeoed all over the world. I go to at least 115 rodeos a year. Third generation cattle ranchers. I've crawled over canyons and cliffs to show movie makers the heart of our country. It's a dirty lifestyle being a bareback rider, a ranch cowboy, and a horse trainer. I need cowboy clothes that are practical because this is how I dress every day. It's emblematic of our heritage and lifestyle, and it's a history I'm proud to wear. It's a seven day a week, don't stop until it's done mentality. Boot Barn, proud supporters of the West. Nothing changes your life more than God or love than moving your credit score 120 points. I'm John Hope Bryant, founder of Operation Hope. I want you to go to operationhope.org and take your life back. Get your dignity back. Join the Hope 700 Credit Score Community Program and take your life back. Go to operationhope.org today or call us at 404-941-2919 today. Whether it's on AM 580, FM 96.5 HD2, Alexa, or Google Home, we are everywhere you hear audio. ESPN 580 Orlando, Orlando's home for the biggest events in sports. Now back to the Fan Zone, brought to you by attorney Greg Francis of Osborne and Francis Law Firm, right here on ESPN 580 Orlando. Welcome back to the Fan Zone, presented by attorney Greg Francis of Osborne and Francis Law. If you got any legal problems, check him out at realtoughlawyers.com. That is realtoughlawyers.com. Chris Crawford and Sam Albuquerque with you on this Saturday. No EPL run right now. Uh, it was only two games today, one of which was at 7.30 and the other was at 12.30. Yeah, it's the weirdest EPL. I don't get why they would. Why ever. not put, put it at 10 a.m., man? It's early for us here in the U.S. I mean, but we also get to watch that actual game, though. Oh, you mean the 7 a.m. game? Yeah, the oh, 7 a.m. I thought you meant the noon game. No, I'm like, we get to still watch that. No, put the 7 a.m. game at 10. I don't, no, I'll don't. watch the noon one, but I don't want to wake up at 7.30. Yeah, but are you really going to watch Everton play Crystal I went, Palace? I might. Well, we could have while we were doing the show. It's normally fun to have on while we're doing the show. They're bad, though. Went to a comedy show last night, got very drunk, was very hungover this morning, was not waking up at 7.30. Didn't get here until like 9.20. Normally, I'm here at like 8.55, 9 a.m. Yeah, I shot you that feeler text like, hey, I'm in the studio whenever oh, you I get totally, here. I, was I like, totally knew the vibe of that text, too. Sam, I was like, are you coming Sam, in, yeah, bro? Sam, yeah, Sam asked me if I was coming in without actually coming in. He just sent me a text. was like, hey, man, I'm in the studio when you get here. Just let me was, know. Which was yeah. like his veiled way of saying, hey, are you coming in for the show today? Uh, just a little slow slow morning. So Mike Berbiglia last night. Uh, really? Yeah. I like him. Oh, I love him. His Netflix special is really good. Oh, they're all really good. Did you see the new one? Uh, no, the, the one that was like with like the, the painted glass in the picture. I forget what the name was, yes, but that's yeah. the one I saw. Okay, yeah. He has a new one. It's like a one-man show uh, kind of thing from that he did on Broadway. It's like an hour and 20 minutes, but it's really, really good. But went and saw his show last night uh, at the Orlando Improv, and it was really good. I, I love a good comedy show. Uh, 844-225-5580. Let's get back on track, Chris. 844-225-5580. Let's go to John. He's calling in from Orlando. John, welcome on in the fan zone. What you got? Hey, guys. Thanks for taking my call. Yeah, no problem. What's, what's going on? What's on your mind? Hey, um, just want to talk about talent acquisition. There's talent in this league all over the place. And and you, one of you guys mentioned it a little little while ago about Alec Burks and, uh, and Glenn Robinson the third. you know, 
from an organization that on multiple occasions has stated that they don't place a lot of value in second round draft picks. Okay. And even referenced it in, 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 uh, you know, securing James Ennis, you know, for the Lakers draft pick, which is probably going to be in the fifties. Yeah. Well been said yesterday. Right. Right. So, you know, to be able to take a second round draft pick or multiples, you know, as, as in the case with Philadelphia and getting two players who can contribute to the team who are talented players in the event that, that Evan walks next year, if you're securing Alec Burks or a Robinson, you potentially have someone who can come in and take over uh, that spot in an interim on the back end of a, you know, of an expiring contract for Burks next year. You have the option to free up salary cap space. There's always something to be done. It doesn't have to be a big, blockbuster trade but we as a team and organization we need to be stockpiling as much talent as possible you know and if we can get it with with second round picks that the organization doesn't place a high value in we we need to do that yeah i i actually agree with you there i think i i wish the team had maybe pursued the likes of alec burks or glenn robinson the third a little more especially you know we still got dj augustine out uh i i would like to have seen him I think a guy like Omari Spellman, Omari would, have been, Spellman would have made a lot of sense for this would have been team. a good one as well. Yeah, you're, I, there are definitely some gettable guys out there, especially for those second-round draft picks. Uh, but, but yeah, unfortunately, they didn't go in that direction. You know, and that's kind of frustrating. You know, they went with James Ennis, which I get. We needed some depth at the uh, at the big man, at the yeah, forward and position. I think, I think they chose which, defensive length and energy as opposed to scoring. Because I think Alex Burke... You can is, have both... Yeah, but I think Alex Burks is is that's the that's the issue right there is that you could have gotten both Alex Burks and James Ennis, but I think they they prioritized their own guys. I think Wesley Wandu would would lose right, minutes. That, well, not and, no no not minutes. They would have had to lose one of those guys' roster spots. Yeah, because again, true. you saw them have to wave Emil Jefferson, who is the other guy. I mean, I get you could get um, Clarko, the guy who's on a ten day, if you brought in one yeah, of Gary those Clark, two. Yeah. But it, it seems like the Warriors wanted to get rid of both. Glenn Robinson and Alec Burks, and they wanted to package the two of them together. And I don't think the Magic could have made a move for all three of those guys in yeah, James I would Ennis, agree with that. Burks, and Robinson. And you needed you needed some form of depth at that small forward, power forward position because Ken Burch of the power forward really doesn't work out that well in this day and age of the league. So at least not starting. No, and Al Farouk has gone, and we now know that Jonathan Isaac is gone for the year. So you know you have to make that move. Uh, I, I think before... I learned today that Jonathan Isaac was out for the year because I didn't even hear that cut yesterday, Sam. I heard it today uh, of him talking with Scott Inez yesterday on ESPN Afternoons that he was out for the rest of the season. So uh, good call, John. Appreciate you joining us. Let's do it, Sam. Hot and cold. It's who's hot and who's cold. Hot. The XFL. The XFL. Yes. Grab your paper that you have written down on there. Be ready for the show. (laughs) Um, XFL. I had my hands busy. I had to make sure I'd press the right buttons. Yeah, excuses, excuses. Ah, no, uh, the that's X- all I the XFL is back today. First game is at 2 o'clock. I wish I could tell you who was playing at 2 o'clock. I am going to delay my time and slowly milk this until I pull it up here. So you, yes. call, you call me out for not forgetting a piece of paper, but uh, you don't have is, the XFL this is, schedule. This is, this is my show, Sam. Uh, the, yeah, the Seattle. I think that's like the fourth time you've dropped that on yes. me in, in the year and a half we've been doing this show. Um, the Seattle... What uh? What is their what is their nickname? They're the, dragons, the dragons. The Seattle the dragons. dragons versus the DC. Probably the coolest logo, I think. Renegades. No way. The Vipers is. Nah. Uh, Seattle Dragons like the versus colors. the DC Renegades at two o'clock on our uh, one of our partner stations, actually WFTV TV station. Uh, at two o'clock, the Los Angeles Wildcats. Wildcats versus the Houston Roughnecks. Roughnecks. Do you know what a roughneck is? Uh, no. 
That's it's people who work on oil rigs. They're oh, called okay. roughnecks, and you look at their, you know, obviously the Houston Oilers. Yeah, there's their their they're, mascot they're, is just or their whatever their logo is just like the old Houston, just like the old Houston uh, Oilers. Oilers one. Yeah, and then uh, tomorrow you'll have the Tampa Bay Vipers at the you knew that one. New York Guardians in the St. Louis Battlehawks versus the Dallas. Bandits. Renegades. Renegades. That's my squad. I was close. Yeah. The, the, bandits, the, yeah, Renegades. Bandits. I'm looking at the... Uh, the logo just, looks like I'm a looking bandit. At, I'm looking at the logos. Um, so clearly, as you can tell, I am very prepared for the XFL season to start. Uh, I don't I don't really know what to expect out of the XFL. I'm going in with zero expectations. I'm not, I'm not gung-ho and super excited about it. You know, I know a lot of people out there are excited about it, which is good for the XFL. I'm just kind of meh on the whole thing. I'll check it out. But I just I don't think we're going to see good quality football. I think it's a matter of whether the rule changes will hold up and, and make people excited. The way I see the XFL is if fans got to, if if intelligent NFL fans got to run a league, that's what the XFL is. They're, they're making it more fast paced, more fun, more offense. I don't know if the talent on the field or the actual product is going to be any good. Yeah. But I do like what they're doing with the rule changes, like you mentioned earlier. And, and it'll, it'll be fun. I'll check it out. But I, I don't have expectations. But it's hot because a lot of people are really excited about it. Cold. GM Giannis. Oh, wow. Ugh. Yeah. Not pretty. Yeah, not pretty at all. Uh, what was it? Two days ago, the uh, all-star teams were chosen. Draft, yeah, drafted draft, LeBron yep. James and Giannis Antetokounmpo picking their teams. And uh, Giannis, not a good GM. Giannis's team, nope. if you got to check out the rosters. Uh, it, he, just, he, just to start off, he, he took Joel Embiid when Kawhi was still on the board. Like yeah. his first overall pick was Embiid. Yeah. He's been injured a right. lot this year. And, and Kawhi was on the board. Right. Kawhi was still on the board. And maybe it's because he wanted to like, it, it looked like he chose all basically Eastern conference players. Like, yeah, like the it, starters like, were all East on, on Giannis's team and all West on uh, LeBron's team. Yes. The, the, draft, re- the reserves got mixed up, but yeah. But yeah, the draft came out like virtually, um, virtually East Even. versus West. Yeah, yeah. But so Giannis, has uh, Embiid, Siakam, Kemba Walker, Trey Young, Middleton, Adebayo, Gobert, Butler, Lowry, Ingram, and Mitchell. While LeBron's got AD, Kawhi, Doncic, Harden, which that starting five alone versus Giannis' starting five. I think that's five. the perfect starting five in NBA history. It is. It is so perfect. Although I... I would have rather I I you know my feelings about James Harden. Yeah, I would but have, at the end of the day, he can still put get a bucket. He yeah, can still he can. get a bucket. I think if uh, I think that a um, with Luca there, he's you can he can run the point guard. You got two guys that you know are going to handle the ball a lot in Harden and Doncic. I think getting and a, LeBron. Yeah, I honestly and LeBron. I think getting a guy um, like a like a like a Kemba or a Trey Young would have been better there because they don't have to be ball dominant and they can just shoot the lights You know out. who would have been perfect? And if we were really constructing the perfect team, I would trade James Harden for a healthy Klay Thompson because you have two... Or what, two about, what about Chris Middleton? Ah, just not like he's not a, he's a, he's a worse version of Clay to me. He's not as good of a shooter. Not yeah, but as good Clay's of a not involved in this game. I know. I'm just I'm just creating the perfect roster. Not necessarily. I'm just going with what's available, and Clay Thompson's not available. Why don't we be realistic about this, Sam? Stop living know. in fantasy land. I like living in fantasy land. It's fun. But uh, this team is if I we'll see how things go because of these new rules and everything like that. But I think that uh, I think LeBron's team is going to spank Team Giannis. Like we're going to get to the Elam ending where in the fourth quarter yeah. you add the 24 points. And it's going to be like 100 to 60. Maybe not that bad, but it's going to be bad. It's going to be bad. Hot. The Dodgers. Yes, the Dodgers. Hot, but also kind of... 
cold. It all really depends on how things shake out. Like, we don't know what's going to happen, but they made the trade for Mookie Betts earlier in the week. They absolutely fleeced the Boston Red Sox. It was a three-team trade. The Twins got involved, and that's where things got sketchy. The Twins have a pitcher who is supposed to be on the move to Boston, right? One of their... Yeah, some some relief pitcher who can throw 100 miles an hour. That's all I know. And he's apparently had some issues with his physical. And they're not sure if this trade will go through now. For the Dodgers, if this trade goes through, maybe the best trade since the Blue Jays traded for Josh Donaldson, as far as what you sent versus what you're getting back in return. Uh, Josh Donaldson was playing at an MVP level. The Blue Jays sent him Jed Lowry and a bunch of other What did Christian Yelich get traded for? Ooh, that's a good question too. He he became an MVP. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know what they sent back, but I, I guarantee yeah, I don't, you it wasn't a, that Christian might Yelich. that might be just as good of one. But uh, Mookie Betts is, in my opinion, the best player that I have ever seen wear a Boston Red Sox uniform in the history of all of that team. And you've had the likes of a, yeah. you know, David Ortiz, Manny Ramirez, um, Nomar Garcia Para. Uh, you've had a lot of good players, Dustin Pedroia. Dustin Pedroia. You've had a lot of really good players come through the doors of Fenway. But I haven't seen any of them who can stack up to Mookie Betts. If not for Mike Trout, Mookie Betts probably would have won a lot more awards in his time as a baseball player. Unfortunately, Mike Trout is an absolute animal. Also, the name Mookie Betts, like he is a one-name player. He's a one-name player. Like you have to say Mike Trout because... Mike is just such a generic name, and Trout. I don't think you know a lot of people would recognize. They who would you're confuse talking. it with the fish, right? Yeah, exactly. But Mookie is Mookie. Yeah. There are probably a lot of dogs in Boston named Mookie. That's a great dog name. That is a great dog name. But now the Red Sox went and basically a team that, if there's ever teams in there, there are like three to four teams I would say in baseball who don't give a damn about money being spent. And it's the Yankees, typically at least. It's the Yankees, it's the Red Sox, it's the Dodgers. And I would throw out maybe like a Mets in there, even though the Mets suck. They're still always willing to spend money. But for some reason, the Red Sox didn't want to go over the luxury cap. I get it. They have a lot of big contracts on that team. Like you look at the contracts. Yeah, the biggest part of this deal is because Mookie's on a one-year deal because of arbitration. And the fact is they're trying to get off David Price's money. He's right. owed $96 million over the next three years. And Mookie's going to get upwards of $200, $300, $400 million. $400 is what he was looking for. And this this new front office wants to to play a little bit of money ball with with the organization. And it, as a Red Sox fan, while I'm wearing my Red Sox hat, I hate it. Yeah, I want and, Mookie Betts on I, my team. And I hate these big massive deals. I don't think anybody should be making four hundred million dollars to do anything in the world. Maybe like a the best surgeon, the best brain surgeon, or you know, if somebody comes up with a cure for cancer, like, yes, pay that person $400 million. But to swing a baseball bat, no, I don't think you should get $400 million. But there are only two people in baseball that I would give that kind of contract to. One, Mike Trout, and two, Mookie Betts. Cold. NBA refs. Yes, NBA refs are definitely, they're on the hot seat, but they're in the cold just because of the way that they have been conducting themselves over the last few days. Yet the Knicks game against the Magic, you had... Uh, at the end of that game, the, ma- the Magic were down two. They get a rebound. Michael Carter-Williams tries calling for a timeout. The refs miss it. Steve Clifford is out to half court trying to call a timeout at the end of that game. They miss it. The Magic turn the ball over. The game is over. Steve Clifford goes absolutely bonkers on the referee. Really gets his money worth. Fine, $25,000. And then last night in the Portland Trailblazers Utah Jazz game, Damian Lillard drives to the lane, gets what would have been the game-tying layup. After it hits off the backboard, though, Rudy Gobert tips it. That's goaltending. The refs miss it. Utah goes on to win that game where that would have tied the game up because that layup was going in. 
And I don't know what the NBA needs to do because you have this two-minute report, but nothing comes out of this two-minute report. You just put it out there and let fans just talk about how be upset. Be yeah. upset. Yeah. So I think that you've got to do something similar to the NFL where you've got to have somebody in Secaucus be able to buzz down to the refs and say, hey, we got to look at that play because one, that cost the Portland Trailblazers what could have been win and two, the the missing the timeout cost the Magic what could have been a win as well. And the Magic deserved to lose that game versus the Knicks. And I don't think it's going to hurt them in the long haul. I think the Magic are stuck in the eight seed as I've said multiple times already on this show. But you hate to see the refs be the ones who control the games in those situations. It's got to be controlled by the players and the coaches. Let the game be decided by them, not the officials. Hot. Dunkaroos. Dunkaroos are back. Dunkaroos are back. You, you put this on this list. I don't. Are, is that a kangaroo? What is, what is How, a dunkaroo? Well, you haven't had a dunkaroo? No. What is, is it? This is a food? Sam, you're, that's cold. Why? That's cold. Do I, cold. Do I, hit the hit the damn cold button. Cold. What did I do? Do you want me to do Sam, ice cold too? Sam, not having cold. Dunkaroos is cold. No, I don't need ice cold. Uh, you need to get some Dunkaroos icing in your life is what you need. What is Dunkaroos? So you Dunkaroos, told me. Dunkaroos are this cookie cracker comes in a little blue blue cup. Uh, there's crackers in one half and then in the little other end of it, it's a little bowl so it's like type a thing. kid's thing. Okay. Yes, there's frosting. And you dip your cookies into the frosting. They have chocolate frosting. They have Ooh. vanilla frosting. And they've got the best one. They've got the confetti frosting. Yes, that's that right. Sounds Fun confetti frosting. It is delicious. They have regular cookies. They have chocolate chip cookies. Is this an cookies. American thing? It or? is an American thing. Because you spent time overseas. This is an American thing. Okay. This is my. This is a staple of my childhood. This was always in the Crawford household pantry. That and like Gushers were always in there. Dunkaroos. The best part of Dunkaroos is they've got the little shapes. You've got kangaroos. You've got one shaped like a motorcycle. You've got one just shaped like a D. It's a little circle. And what you do is you do little dunks with the kangaroo, little dunks with the motorcycle and you'd save those circle ones for the very end and you'd get massive scoops of frosting at the end and then if there was even a little bit left over so you would take right the now. finger you'd scoop it around the bowl and just give it a yep and then get all the frosting at the end dunkaroos were one of my favorite favorite childhood snacks and they just announced they are coming back this summer and i'm gonna buy all of them cold the tank ah what is the, the tank? tank who's tanking the tank are if the Magic any, tanking? For, no, 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 no. The Magic are not tanking. They're going for the eight seed. Uh, I, if anyone out there knows me, um, so it's just the last half of Hog Cold is just about. It's you just here. about me. Okay, cool. No, uh, there are definitely people out there who like Dunkaroos. Okay. You were the only one in that right. boat. Sure. Um, the tank was uh, my car that I have had for the longest of times. I've had the a red minivan. Red minivan, which yes, many people know me by my minivan. They see the minivan. Uh, this thing was. Um, has gone through a lot. I called it the tank because it looks like it had been through war and back. It only had one hubcap. Uh, one of the doors on the left-hand side was missing its door handle. Uh, I yanked it off when the car door was frozen shut back up north because trying to get the door open. It was frozen shut, and I pulled too hard, and I took the handle off. The door opened, but the handle came with it, and then when I tried to close the door, the door wouldn't close fully, so the door was always propped open. The amount of times I had people pull up to me at a stoplight and say, hey, your door's open, I had to be like, no, it's not. It's just broken. Uh, it was a lot. The tank had 280 thousand miles on it. Uh, this thing drove from Rhode Island to North Carolina when I went to school in High Point. It's when I got an internship with the Magic. I packed up everything I owned in that minivan and drove down here to Orlando to do my internship with the Magic. Um, uh, but it was time to move on. I had to, I have to get rid of it now. Um, basically, like my girlfriend, uh, when she met me, she, you know, she saw the minivan and everything like that. And she was like, oh my God, this is a ridiculous car. It's funny. But she didn't, she was like, I don't get what the obsession with this car is with you. 
until she started meeting my friends. And every time she would meet one of my friends, whatever, every time I see my friends, one of their first questions out of their mouth is, how's the tank? Like, it was a, it was a phenomenon that everyone knew about this big red How'd minivan. How did you get the tank? Was it like your It mom's? was my mom's okay, car. It was my mom's sense. car. Yeah. And then when uh, I was a, uh, I think it would have been junior year of college, it became mine. So I've had the thing. We've had the thing since 2004. It is a 17-year-old car at this point. Actually, 03, I think, is when we got it. 280,000 miles on it. And yeah, so it was it was a it was a part of the family. It was basically like my 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 own child. Um and I had to get rid of it. I now traded it in and if you see me out riding dirty in the streets, it will be in a big white Lincoln town car. That's right. I traded in my soccer mom minivan for a giant boat, essentially. A, a grandpa car is what I traded it in for. So, you know, you I went from a tank to a boat. Yes, a tank to a boat. What what is the army equivalent of a boat? The navy, a, a battleship. Navy, battleship, a battleship. Yes. Yeah, there yeah. you go. Yeah, so I've got a I've got a battleship now. So I had to move on from the tank, uh, and it was very 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 sad. But I'm excited for this new this new this new car. I'm excited for it. I think it's going to be um, a lot of fun here. All right, uh, Sam, do we have time to do the perfect picks? Yeah, only if we do the short one. Okay, though. do yeah, do the short do the short one. Okay. From football to futsal, from baseball to cricket, from the NBA to the NBL, it's time for Chris and Sam's 100% guaranteed never lost. Put your money where your mouth is. Surefire winners bet the house. Perfect picks. All right. Yes. Thank you for the short version there, Sam. We're going to keep it uh, XFL for the show here because, as I mentioned before, I'm very excited. I know a lot about the XFL. I know all of the team nicknames. Don't quiz me on them. Uh, Over, under... Both Sam and I picked teams. I picked the Tampa Bay Vipers. Their over-under is 7.5, and I'm taking the over. Okay. Taking the over. Vipers right. over 7.5. Tampa Bay Vipers all the way. Give me Dallas Renegades. They played 10 games over-under 6. Give me the over. They got the best coach, and if Landry Jones is healthy, they got the best quarterback. Dallas Renegades, XFL champs. Oh, okay. Uh, the D.C. Renegades are at 5.5. D.C. Defenders. D- oh, I'm sorry. The D.C. Defenders. Who's the Renegades? Dallas. Oh, right. Sorry. Yeah, I know a lot about the XFL. So the DC Renegades, I'm going to go with uh, uh, under. And it's not the Renegades, right? I said it wrong again. Uh, Whatever. We'll see you next week. Same place, same time. For Sam Albuquerque, I'm Chris Crawford. Thanks for listening.